I don't think we need to pull out two hours on nah. Simba's Pride. I think, we, I think we can do it. I right. think we should have the discussion exactly an hour and 15 minutes as long as the movie. I think we should have... I think we need to get into all of it. And it's going to take as long as it takes. Fresh out the oven, it's Cinema Bums. I'm Emmett. And I'm Wade. Cinema Bums is a podcast where we watch through every single movie and popular film franchises, one each week, to try and track how the storytelling changes over time. Today, we are continuing our mini-series, Can You Feel the Bums Tonight?, covering all the films in the Lion King series. We will fully spoil today's film, but we will not spoil any future entries in the series. Wade, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. (laughs) I wish I had seen a better movie recently, but uh, glad to be here with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, You know I stan a terrible movie, Uh, and today I'm doing especially well because we're honored to have a special guest Mm -hmm. here. He is a semi-professional movie critic, a grifter, and a dirty, rotten scoundrel, perhaps better known to our audience... For showing up our Halloween party in a giant vagina costume. I did that. That was me. That's oh, right. No. I do, yeah. It's a Reuben <laughs> Deception Disgrace in Alaska. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. I've got to say that Reuben is really the realist for being here today. Because I texted him and I said, how do you feel about the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride? And he texted me back, I feel big oof, but I'll do what I gotta do. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> a baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. That's and, the spirit um, we, you hope for with every guest. That is, yeah. truly. And thank you. Really, a begrudging acceptance. That's what this is. Just understanding <laughs> someone's gotta watch the bad movies in the series. Although I did not know that this was going to be at, as bad as it was. As, sir, anywhere near as bad as it was. We could have used a pl- palate cleanser before or after. Like, well, you, you can, know, sti- a good you can movie. stick around. You can watch yeah. a good movie. Yeah, I, I really need, like, you know. So, Ruben, what is your previous experience, uh, both with this movie and with the Lion King series in general? So, I, I've i never seen this one. I've never seen Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Uh-huh. I liked the first one as a kid. Who doesn't like the Lion King? The like, Lion King is awesome. Mm-hmm. I do remember seeing one and a half when I was, like, a kid when it came out. It came out in theaters, I want to say. that This one definitely did not. <laughs> no, but This not. one definitely did not come out in theaters, but uh, one and a half did, I want to say. So, one and a half was direct-to-video, but they did screenings, because I watched it in theater, too. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. The- I think theaters, like, put on the DVD and, like, showed Hilarious. it for kids. Because there was no film reel Because I remember going to see it and them being, like, on the DVD main menu and then pressing <gasps> play. Wow, they rolled the VHS for the... um, But um, yeah, I like The Lion King. Seen one and a half, don't really remember it, and I never seen this one. And I am glad, question mark, that I did. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great experience with you guys. Oh. But uh, the movie itself. Did you watch a lot of Disney stuff growing up? I watched a good bit of Disney stuff growing up, but I know that there's people that like... Like Disney fans, you know yeah, what I mean, that have seen yeah, them yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I never saw, like, Dumbo. And there, there's a handful that I know I haven't seen. And mm-hmm. a good bit that I haven't seen since I was a kid as well. For so. sure. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a pretty similar place. Right? It's like, I mean, like, I don't know the last time I saw Cinderella. I know I've seen it, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, Bambi, I saw yeah, Bambi. All those classic ones, for like, sure. Been yeah, like, like 15, the 50s, 60s ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been a long time. Wade, had you seen, you'd seen this before, right? I saw this as a kid. I don't. But I did not really remember it, and I don't remember. 
if we had the VHS or whatever. Uh-huh. But I ha- kind of had a vague memory of like I remember what Kovu looked like, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. and that it was about him and Simba's daughter. Uh-huh. And I feel like when I heard a couple of the songs, mm-hmm. they sounded kind of familiar. I haven't seen any any Lion King movie outside the remake, but the, some of the songs sounded familiar to me too. Just I think because they were like kind of similar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Definitely got that feeling. So I was like <laughs> looking at it funny. Um, I did see a good chunk of the Disney direct-to-video sequels. We, I've got some lists oh. here so we can talk more about those. I didn't see all of them, but I some of them I remember as being pretty good. And this is not one of the ones that I would have like gone to bat for as a kid. Um, so, may I that. ask what compelled you to watch the sequels? Because even as a kid, I knew they were like, quote-unquote, bad. I, like, I don't... Well, I just... I guess I didn't know that as a kid. Mm. I was like, more of these? You sure, were I'll watch open-minded it. open-minded about Something it. to watch? Sure, I'll watch it. I was like, those yeah. are trash. <laughs> you were like, I'll give him a chance. A couple of them I really mm. liked. Okay. I am really excited to talk about the direct-to-video sequel thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very exciting. But before we get into that, I'll just say that I have never seen this movie before. Mm. I will never watch it again. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I am so glad that I saw it today. Well, what about with us? What oh, if, like, the, what if, like, five years from now oh, we want to do it? Oh, five years from like, let's reunion, <laughs> watch it again. Let's do a reunion tour of this episode of the, <laughs> yeah, the podcast. absolutely. We're going to have to watch it again, you know? I mean, Look, we're going to have to do the live-action reunion remake of Lion 25 King years too, of right. this podcast that's episode. That's right. They're going to redo it. Hmm. Oh, it'll be like a hologram then? And you'll get to like... It's going to be holog- direct to streaming. Direct. <laughs> okay. This is the part where I try and explain what happened in this movie. Okay. Yeah. This is a movie about Simba's daughter <laughs> mm. whose name escapes me. Kiara. Kiara. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt. I actually worked and knew a Kiara. Uh-huh. Ah. And she was fine. <laughs> she was beautiful. Uh-huh. And I she was She grows more beautiful every day. <laughs> she that's grows what Pinky beautiful. would say. <laughs> she was so I would almost say that she rivals the animation and beauty of this line, of the uh-huh. line Kiara. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She Are was, you really gonna do her dirty I, that way? I found her just as attractive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just and this movie turned me into a furry. That was all. Oh, yeah. I think I can officially state I'm a furry after having <laughs> seen this Sexy movie. lion. I mean, like, that is the one thing. That's the one takeaway from this movie. Isn't it? I mean, this is, this, yeah, these these lions, lions have, yeah, they're yeah, hooking up they and they are, they're giving each other googly eyes. They're giving like, each other googly and eyes. And licking each other, like, whew, I'm sorry, much. I did get you off, off yeah, track. No, yeah, I knew yeah, a beautiful yeah. Kiara as well back in the day. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you started listening last week, <laughs> this week will be very different. <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> safe to say that the uh, safety rails are coming off of this bowling alley and mm, we're going uh, full adult episode today uh, oh I'm, yeah no well, yeah i'll try to i'll try to rein myself in i will but that's also what what disney was doing in this film it's Disney's fault. They decided to make a darker, grittier sequel. They really wanted to dig into unexplored themes from the first movie. So this one is about what if Simba was a bad father and <laughs> his daughter Kiara just can't wait to be queen, except not really. She doesn't want to be queen. She thinks it's stupid. She's like, ooh, circle of life. That's dumb. <laughs> And then she meets Kovu, who is definitely not the son of Scar. Guess what? He's definitely not Scar's kid. They He's, really want you to know really, that. They really want you to know that he is not related. They're not cousins. They are not cousins. They're definitely... He looks just like... He's he definitely, looks like, just like him, but... They're, but they're definitely but. not related. But he's his heir. 
but they're definitely not related. And his name's Kovu. He's being raised by an evil mother, and some other evil twisty lions are around there. And But he seems pretty chill when they first meet. Like, a little rude, but like kind of a bad boy energy. Or James whatever. Dean yeah. energy. Yeah, exactly. He's over there leaning up against his motorcycle, smoking a cigarette, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're getting chased by crocodiles. And then they're <laughs> that making, seems good. It's that the scene good is, scene in the movie. It is the good scene in this up. movie. She's, like, she's going googly eyes for him then. And then, and Modesto Nakiba would have hated this, there is no montage mm. explaining them growing up. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, and then there's just, a scene, there's just a scene change, and they are adults now. And there is a secret plan, a secret evil plan from the mom of Kovu, who wants him to infiltrate the pride and kill Simba. And that's like the big plan. There's only one thing he didn't plan for. Falling in love. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, So essentially, Kovu falls in love with Kiara. Kiara and Kovu both get banished by their respective families because the families are all about hatred of the other family. Mm. It's kind of got a Romeo and Juliet vibe if mm. Romeo and Juliet manage to escape and then decide at the last minute to turn back around and save their families from each other. I like Romeo and Juliet more as like really sexy lions that give each other googly eyes and lick each yeah, other. Yeah, I think it would be. I think, I there's think it's like, more playable, like more easier to swallow for yeah. a, a 2020 audience to have them as animals. You know, I think there's the 1967 uh, Robin Hood with where he's a fox, which mm, is a f- yeah, very yeah. formative experience yeah. um, for, for past and future guest <laughs> Kelly Lee. Past and future <laughs> guest Kelly Lee. I think it's time for a retelling of Romeo and Juliet with animated lions that isn't the Lion King. That isn't just like, but it's just like yeah. them in human clothes, like the same way that's more like more like, you want, like more lions anthropomorphized. wearing human clothes. Yeah, I want it to be more anthropomorphized, closer to the furry range and farther away uh, from this, like like Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, type. yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, Kelly has told me that about Robin Hood. That's, that's like her favorite. She has much, she mentioned it to me last time. We were, yeah, you guys are talking as though you haven't seen Romeo and Juliet. I have seen Romeo and Juliet. I haven't. I think it's okay. Oh, was it better or worse than uh, Lion King? Way better. Than <laughs> way better. It's got Elton John and Lady Gaga original songs. It's a musical. Oh, God. that part is pretty. You couldn't pay me enough. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Um, okay, so what are the quick stats on this movie? Well, okay. Sorry, yeah, I'm a god. I totally interrupted your plot. No, you're crazy. Good. There is no plot in this film. <laughs> this Nothing was, happens. Yeah. There's a lot of retconning on this film. So yes. I want to lay the stage to explain this. Uh-huh. If uh, This was my understanding, so let me know if it's wrong. They seem to be saying that when Scar was king, mm-hmm. those whatever 15 years that Scar was king in the last movie, he had like more lions who followed him who were bad guys, right? <laughs> basically. And he picked, since he didn't have children, he picked one of those lions to secede him when he died, mm-hmm. which is, what's his name? Kovu. Kovu. Scar ruled for a long time? In like a while. For a while. Well, like, a, like a couple, it at was least never 10 specified. Years. So however long it takes Simba to for grow up. a lion to grow yeah. up. Yeah. So like five but, years? I don't know. But Kiara and Kovu grew up in a scene. So so, how long did that take? I'm just joking. No, you know, I mean, all it takes <laughs> is a senile, anyway. Yeah. And so now they're saying, and even though we didn't see any of those lines in the right, last movie, yeah. right. they're saying that they were there, they were just doing something. When Simba came back, he banished all of the lions who were faithful to Scar, kicked okay. them out of his kingdom, mm. yes. his pride, mm. and they all left and went to the Outlands, which we didn't hear about last week. Yeah, we never heard about that. It's, it's the other direction 
from the elephant graveyard. Yes. And if you look, if you're looking out across everything, the light touches, and then you get past that. It's the uh, it's the other. It's on the other That's side. That's right. He's what like you don't is understand land, is that yeah. they made a second island where they were growing the dinosaurs. Oh. It wasn't mentioned in the first one. There wouldn't have been a need to, but that's where they're going. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yes, exactly. With this retcon, Zira, Zira has been making this malicious plan to get Kovu to infiltrate, kill Semba. We already went through all this. Whatever. At the end of the thing, everybody's happy. It's Romeo and Juliet with a happy ending, just like the last one was Hamlet with a happy ending. And his evil mom. And his evil mom dies. Yeah. Um, bites the bullet. Bites the bullet. Death before dishonor. Death before dishonor in a scene very much reminiscent of Gollum falling on into Mount Doom to me. Hmm. Very much hmm. that, like... And Wade mentioned this, like, we can't have the hero kill the villain. The villain has to somehow stumble to their death. But we can't have the villain live either. Yeah, we can't, like, have the villain live and be redeemed. Die by their own hubris Exactly, Uh exactly. Fall on their own sword. Mm. Which is, like, such a trope. I mean, for so so long. That's exactly what happened to Clayton from Tarzan as well. He fell on the vines. Oh, uh uh-huh. And that was really dark, but it was also, again, no one ever did that to him. He played himself. And exactly the same thing with Scar. Scar gets eaten by the hyenas who he like provoked and then burned in the fire that he started whoa that's raw i haven't yeah. seen lion king one in a yeah. hot minute it is it's so good, good. Yeah. it's so good so much like simba is living in mufasa's shadow in the entirety of lion king this film is living in the shadow of its predecessor <laughs> and really not living up in the same way that simba does all of that being said mm-hmm. what are the stats on this film wait uh this film was directed by daryl rooney who is a Disney guy, worked up the ranks. He also directed Lady in the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure, and Mulan 2. Oh, no. I forgot there was a Mulan 2. I don't remember that one at all. Do you think that, like, he was like, I'll direct this if you give me, like, 10% of, like, the net profit or whatever? And he was like, yeah, I'm about to make bank. And then he, <laughs> like, broke forever because these movies didn't perform well. Well, we'll talk of, about that. Oh, is, I guess, yeah. Is okay. Mulan 2 just the dragon? <laughs> I would hope. I'll look it up in a minute, but there's no way they got Eddie Murphy back from this. No, I, I, I There is no, no way. way. They got Don They Cheadle got to Nathan Lane them. back for this movie. <laughs> they got everyone back for this movie except for Zazu and Rowan Atkinson mm-hmm. and Scar. Although Scar isn't even in this movie, yeah, so he, he wouldn't have been returned. And Jeremy yeah. Irons plays Jeremy Scar? Jeremy Irons plays Scar. That's a good casting. Yeah. Okay, Mulan 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no way. Eddie Murphy did not return. But was Mushu there? Did Mushu come? I'm assuming. I feel like it was half that movie was probably Mushu. Yeah, he really Yes, it was Mark Mosley playing Mushu. An American voice actor, stand-up comedian, and rapper. Best known as a voice double for Eddie Murphy and Patrick Stewart. What? Interesting duo. (laughs) What? Eddie Murphy and Patrick Stewart. Wait, look, he also did, like, the Shrek games and spinoffs and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the yeah, TV shows that's right. Stuff. Okay, yeah, the Shrek stuff. Well, you said Eddie Murphy, and I was like, maybe he did Donkey, because I know that they had a yeah. bunch of spinoffs. With them. They had, like, a yeah. Halloween set. And uh, yeah, they, any uh, Shrek TV shows, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say Shrek TV shows, but I know that they did, yeah. like, shorts and specials. You guys know this? You know that Tom Hanks has a brother whose whole job forever is just doing the video games and the TV shows and, like, everything Tom Hanks doesn't want to do? Like, he just does the, like, the Woody voice for everything that's not the four Toy Story movies. Whoa. And, like, that's how his brother lives. Oh, wow. <laughs> lives wow. comfortably, I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. Um, of doing his brother's voice. You know, I would be totally okay with that. 
Yeah, sure. I'm totally okay with living in someone's shadow. If there's one a, of us of makes shade. it, we all make no it. No hot sun. If one of us makes it, we all... Thank you, exactly. yeah. And, and also, like, he's super rich and has to deal with all that stress. Yeah. You're still making enough money to survive, and yeah. you don't have to deal with all that stress. I would definitely, yeah. yeah you're just it. Chet's uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is shame enough. Right. I was going to say, when you said he's like, oh, yeah, you know if Tom Hanks has a brother? I was like, no, but... I know he's no, got, he's a, got son. a son. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody knows about that. Nobody knows about Tom Hanks' brother. I'm telling you, that's not common knowledge, Wade. But okay, his okay. son, Chet, wow. pop. We need to talk about Chet. <laughs> no, no, no. no. We'll get no, no, carried no, no, away. No, no, yeah. Okay, this you. movie. You this movie. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> oh, we need to swing. talk about. This movie was written by a husband and wife writing team, Cindy Marcus and Flip Cobbler. No, no, no. Let me see that. You're lying. Flip, Flip Cobbler and Cindy Marcus. Oh, uh, they also wrote Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, uh-huh. Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World, The Hunchback of <laughs> The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, The Secret of the Bell. Oh. And they were working on an animated movie based on the Pirates of the Caribbean Disney World ride before Disney decided to turn it into a live action. And that is not this movie's only connection to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, that's right. There's another one as well, yes. And along those lines, the music for this, the original songs for this, the music is by Tom Snow, who is a songwriter. He wrote the songs for Oliver and Company, and he also wrote Let's Hear It for the Boy from Footloose. The lyrics were by Jack Feldman. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Jack Feldman also wrote the lyrics for the musical Newsies and the song Copacabana by Perry Manilow. What? That song is amazing. At the Copa, Copacabana. That's the energy. What? Wow. Uh, and the He's score for this. Deception disgrace. <laughs> the score for this one is by Nick Glennie Smith. Who is Hans Zimmer's right-hand man. Mm. So he sort of, he assisted in some ways with the original Lion King score. So Mm. this is the only guy on the creative team who is not on the straight-to-video beat. Right. This is a guy who, like, they couldn't get Hans Hans Zimmer back for the score. But they were like, his right-hand man is going to come. He doesn't do any of these other movies, but he came to do this. Mm. You said that guy's name is Flip Cobbler. (laughs) That is correct. You think his brother's name is Apple Turnover? Just straight up? (laughs) His brother is just straight up apple turnover and flip cobbler. Peach gobbler. <laughs> uh, his his sister's named Elves and. This film runs with credits. With credits, one hour and twenty two minutes. I believe it was a cool one fifteen. Mm-hmm. And how did we feel about the pacing of this movie? I'm glad that it was over quickly. I'm glad. I'm, I think the pace was good because it could have been an hour and sixteen minutes, and instead it was an hour and fifteen minutes. And it really, you know, they did a good job. I think really with the uh, <clears throat> with the timing and the. Oh, I, you know, I guess it's not quite pace, but you know. Okay, it feels too long. At an hour and fifteen, it feels too long. <laughs> That's correct. At an hour and fifteen, it feels at least forty-five minutes too long. Yeah, there's not there's not thirty minutes worth of plot in this film. Mm-mm, it's no. not like the songs move the plot along or develop character in ways that ever like returns to the plot. It's just it is just filler. It is all yeah. filler, no killer. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, this is really a lose-lose situation where it feels like there's a lot of dead air, but also we are skipping some of the beats you need to see in yeah. order to yeah, connect no, to what's going on. There's a full yeah, there's a full 25 minutes of Timon and Pumbaa doing the same jokes right. from the first movie and worse. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Why was why was there so much Timon and Pumbaa? Because they killed from the last movie. Everybody loves Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. I mean, they said Akuna Matata once. That was yeah. surprising to me. I'm, I guess they were sure. contractually obliged to say it at least 50 times. Well, I mean, like, movie. you redo all of Circle of Life, but you're <laughs> yeah. only going to do a quarter. Like, if we're going to redo songs, like... That's the bomb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think it might have been, like, a licensing issue? No, it's Disney. They would have No, I'm sure not. Hmm. Just mm-hmm. lazy writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just forgot. <laughs> yeah. It was released October 27th, 1998. Produced by Disney Toon Studios which was then known as Walt Disney Video Premieres. So this is the team that works on all of the direct uh, video. The C-list squad. Yeah, these are different from, like, last week we said it was, what, the 32nd animated? That's by Disney Animation Studios. That's by the feature feature film. A different Yeah, I think back in the day they were called Disney Features. Yeah. So can you lay it on us? The, what is the complete list of the direct video sequels? Let's do this. I want to hear about them. Call me out if... If you've seen any of these, I would almost argue that that should be its own f- little series thing that you would like it, it direct. Will not. A- I no, can, oh, I can guarantee you it will not. Painful. Be too many too and too painful. Too many and too. I mean, it's like thirty-six yeah. movies or some crazy oh, number. There's like a lot that. like that. Oh, I didn't think. Oh, wow. Okay, so these are all of the direct VHS. Now, this team also made a couple of movies that were deemed good enough to go to theaters uh-huh. after being intended for direct-to-VHS. Okay. So I'll do those at the end. Okay. But these are the ones that came straight to VHS. By the way, if you're one of our younger listeners, this is kind of hard to explain, but, like, uh, movies used to come on, like, a physical media, <sighs> yeah. almost like a keychain. Like, it's hard to describe. Kind of like how you need to use a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. They Except not really to... anymore. <laughs> Even that. It was like the opposite of uh, Bitcoin. It's right. the opposite yeah. of that. It's not it's kind of like digital. a book. I hear people are getting back into t- to cassettes these days. Like that's the new hipster thing. It was vinyl five years ago or ten years ago or whatever, uh-huh. and now it's cassettes. So it was like a big cassette, and you put it into a big cassette player that was attached to your TV, which was also mm-hmm. really boxy and had like a round glass face on it, and, and like heavy, very Oof. heavy, very yeah. very heavy, and not very big. And then yeah, it would sometimes, sometimes it would play, but a lot of times like the sound would be weird or like there'd be some scratchy, fuzzy thing mm. going on with it. Mm-hmm. I remember having it, the Digimon movie on VHS. I had it too, Dude. Digimon. And he was like, the egg's going to hatch. And he's holding the, an egg at the doorway yes. and he's like. <laughs> and they play Kids in America. I remember there's a montage to Kids in America, which is my favorite song. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, wrong movie. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the Return of Jafar. <clears throat> Oh yep. my god. Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Is that three? Which is great. That's three. Okay. That's Wait. one that I'll say is great. Wait, what? Yeah. No, just keep going. Sorry, I can't even. I can't even. It's really good. Can't even get into it. Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. okay. I have seen this movie, and this movie scared me so badly when I was a kid that I peed my pants while I was sitting on my great-grandmother's lap. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and got us both soaked. Oh, Terrible. Oh, wow. Did yeah. she start peeing too? No, I don't think so. Oh, I think, wow. But I think everybody was pretty pissed. Wow. So to speak. Uh-uh. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. Bell's oh, Magical God. World. Are those movies? <laughs> These are both movies. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. Oh, God. 
this one is messed up. I remember it. They tried to like incorporate mm. some of the real life story of Pocahontas. Mm. Obviously, they aren't gonna get into like a lot of it but they try and like incorporate some of the real life messed up stuff that happened to her uh-huh. and it's rough Oof. it's Wait, dark does she go to Europe in that one yeah that she gets taken to Europe and she gets like married to not John Smith to like <gasps> the guy who actually mm-hmm. married her and brought her over and has to deal with like racism from people who've never seen a Native American before Damn. Stuff. did you ever see The New World with uh, Christian Bale we watched and, uh, it in history class, dude. That was in intense. middle school. It was what? Yeah. I don't think that's suitable for middle school. I know. I don't think so. I think our parents I had have. to sign a thing. It's good stuff. Go have you ever seen Road to El Dorado? Over <laughs> problematic <laughs> content about the about colonization. Um, I haven't, but I would imagine, dude. We got it. That would be a palate yeah, cleanser. Yeah. And like, talk. I mean, yeah, uh, talk about a sexy cartoon. We're talking about human women, and I'm not interested. No, that's true. Does she have like a regular human figure? No, but she turns into. At one point, there is a giant jewel cougar. (gasps) Oh, yeah. So that's very sexy. Is she 24 frames per second? Yeah, no. She's flesh and blood. Give me something else. The Lion King two, Simba's pride, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Seasons of Giving. Are you guys ready for this next one? No. (laughs) An extremely goofy movie. Straight Whoa. to VHS. Straight to VHS. The first one went to by theaters? this team. <laughs> <laughs> the first Wait, one is there a, is there a goofy movie? And yeah. then there's an extremely goofy movie. Yeah. The one, the first one is with his kid Max. They both are. Uh, they they the same tower, a goofy movie is the mom has died and the dad goofy has to go on like a sad road trip and get to know his son across the country yeah, that's wow. right and to, they like, do like bury a the ashes of the mom or something no, they do a concert wow. at the end yeah that's is that the one so then i haven't yeah, two is when max goes to college and he follows him to college and also enrolls oh and i have not it's like a beat poetry and it's very extreme sports it's very 90s uh, okay. Max is like in a BMX competition. Well, that would be why it's an extremely goofy yeah. movie. Right? Oh, exactly. is there an X? Is there an E at the beginning? Is it, no, is it, is it spelled properly? There is. It's spelled oh, properly. What a cop out. Yeah, what a cop out. Right. I mean, because you've gone with the 90s phone. The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea. Which I heard today was good. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I, was, I whispered. I was like, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't okay. that bad. You know, uh, Lady and the Tramp to Scamps Adventure, <laughs> Cinderella to Dreams Come True, The Hunchback of Notre Dame to The Secret of the Bell, of course, mm-hmm. because everyone watched the first one and said, "What about that bell?" Mm-hmm. A very merry poo year. Uh, okay. Presumably a poo Christmas poo, story. Right? hundred and one Dalmatians to Patches London Adventure. Oh gosh! Um, Another cop out. One hundred and two Dalmatians. Yeah, like this is, is the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> this one I haven't even heard of, and it's a sequel to one of my favorites, Atlantis Milo's Return, a sequel to wow. Atlantis: The Lost Empire, which I love. Atlantis got a sequel? Uh, yeah, it's straight to VHS, two thousand three. Next you're gonna tell. I mean, next you're gonna tell me that Treasure Planet got a sequel, and I didn't know about. No it. way, it did not get a sequel. Did it? <laughs> it's not on this list. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, that was DreamWorks. So. Let- no, it was Disney. It was what? Disney, it was? dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It was just too ahead of its time. It really was so far ahead of its. It time. was kind of like Atlantis, though. So maybe it did get a sequel, right? I mean, it, kind it was kind of like Atlantis. Okay, I'm going to run through the rest of these because we've still got a lot left. Yeah, sorry. The Lion King one and a half. Springtime with Rue. Mickey, Donald, Goofy, The Three Musketeers, which I remember being pretty good. Okay. Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas, Mulan 2, Tarzan 2, 
This one sounds good. Lilo and Stitch 2. Oh. Stitch has a glitch. No, that one was yeah, that one kicked. That one, wasn't that one bad. was like even better than the first one. And if I'm remembering correctly, they used that as a, like a to start the show. Yeah. They had like get back all his uh brothers and sisters. Yeah, and most yeah. of these had shows. And too. then there was That's also right, a Stitch yeah. 3, I believe. There's Lilo no. and Stitch 3, isn't there? Yes. Um, not on this list, but there might be from another studio. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember Lilo and Stitcher because all the Cause cousins like, were... Cause all they the each get, like, in each new one, they get like a different color little guy. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. It's like Stitch, but with more arms and... Or some weird... Some yeah. weird thing. Yeah. All the, he's 626. Pooh's Heffalump Halloween movie. Kronk's New Groove. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> Bambi 2. <laughs> <laughs> some some door should be left unopened. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the woods. <laughs> Brother Bear 2. Oh, oh my wow. god. Ditto. Same same tagline. The Fox and the Hound 2. That one must be, what, 50 years after the original? Yeah, right. Legacy sequel. Um, Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. That is a time oh, travel movie. Oh, that no sounds good. I would, I would watch that Why one. Why do I want to watch that? Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, that one, I like, believe, I is about like one of the stepsisters being sad and then they go back in time to like help her make better decisions and lead a better life. <laughs> and The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginning. Now, these are the ones that went to theaters. Okay. There's just a couple of these. DuckTales the Movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Okay, yeah, that's something. A good. Goofy Movie. Yeah. The Tigger Movie, which I remember, I remember being that. good. That came out that same year, I believe, because I was all stoked about it in 1998, which was the year that my sister was born. And that's how I remember all of those things. <laughs> wow. Return to Neverland. Which is the, oh, this, these next two. Return to Neverland and The Jungle Book 2. I remember both of those being really good. Huh. And they must have been at least a little bit better if they put them to theaters. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I remember really liking those. And then Piglet's big movie and Pooh's Heffalump movie. Yeah. That those was, were the others. That was the directed DVD team? I would have thought that that was, because I remember the Heffalump movie. Like, I don't remember, remember, but I remember it being like, this is a decent movie. I remember Ooh. Tigger movie and Piglet movie being like a big deal. Yeah, I'm surprised that they did that. The Tigger one being pretty good. I would have thought that was feature because and because Pooh's so big. Do you guys think that going straight to streaming is like the equivalent of direct to video these days? I think for currently, I think in yeah. a couple of years, it's going to lose that uh, connotation. Especially with stuff like, you know, like the Irishman went right to yeah. streaming, like thinking of ending things went right to yeah. streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of like the Disney stuff now. And those those are shows. Yeah. I can see the movies going on there as well, just because, I mean, those shows are fantastic, good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll lose its connotation. I feel years. like it was like two years ago. Yeah. Like before the pandemic, I feel like there mm. was it was like kind of similar. It was like, oh, it just like released direct to streaming. Oh, this is a Netflix movie, not mm-hmm. a studio mm-hmm. movie. Like, yeah. Oh, this is, you know, this is a prime video movie. Uh-huh. I agree that it, it is shifting away. And I feel like the pandemic and like the fact that so many it big studio movies ton, did yeah. get put out on streaming yeah. only this year. Mm-hmm. And like Soul. At, like eight went yeah, so Soul, Soul, what right? HBO yeah, exactly. did. Like the, the Snyder with, Cut like, went right to yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel like I guess you couldn't show that in a theater, anyways, huh? Four hours, mm. accelerated. Hey, my sister said that was it was great. My my siblings loved that movie. I heard a lot of people say it was great. Really? Hmm. It was better than the original. I can say that for sure. Yeah, but that's no. I mean, it was bad. I'll, I'll say <laughs> right. it was bad. I just you know, like yeah, it. I'm like, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> There's also a difference, but movie. like. You don't know this unless you look it up. There's kind of a difference between a movie that is produced for, like that Netflix pays Martin Scorsese to go and make The Irishman. Right, Man. right. Like that's different than like a movie that Netflix was Studios. already made. 
Right, and then yeah. Netflix like pays to buy, distribution rights uh-huh. or a studio is like, this isn't going to make any money. Let's see if we can sell it for right. forty million to Amazon. Like with re- without remorse, the new Tom Clancy, Michael B. Jordan movie yeah. that came out on Prime Video, oh, or the wow. Tomorrow War. Huh. Like those were movies that were made by studios, and then the studios were like, eh. right, yeah, they were like, we <laughs> and then Netflix don't... is like, we'll buy it. No, apparently, Knives Out two and three are supposed to go right to Netflix. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's dope. I mean, so have the, you heard the cast? The cast? Looks, the cast no, gas. I haven't. All, Wait, all can, gas, we no it, can you give it to me? They've been revealing them one a day. One by, yeah, it's, it's, oh, so, yeah, go for it, Ruben. I, I don't know them. I just remember being like, damn, this cast is good. Okay, I, they I, haven't I, revealed all of them. These are who I can remember at the top of my head. Batista, Dave Batista, Edward Norton. <laughs> His face, he's like, yeah. Uh, Kate Hudson. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember Edward Norton, yeah. Leslie <laughs> Odom Jr. Janelle Monet. <laughs> Right, yeah. Those that's are the ones that there may have been a couple there. more. But, and yeah, Daniel Craig's coming back, bro. Oh. Yeah. Okay, he's and he's the one coming but no, Anadarmus. No, uh, it's I don't a think... new adventure. Uh, okay. It's I in Greece know. this time. But it's still <gasps> him investing. But he, so it's going to be, so he's going to be the character, like Paul Rowe is the character for old uh, mm-hmm. Branagh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. A new case for him. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah, I think with stuff like this, you know, and I think Netflix played like, 80 million, I think, for yeah, the writers. Huge it, it was, yeah. it was, bo- bo- yeah, Boku Bucks. And I think stuff like that, you know, and with next year or two, there is going to be no, like, yeah, no stigma. With the, there. Yeah, no stigma. There you go. No stigma mm. with the streaming. Also, with like prestige television getting the budget, like prestige streaming television getting the budget of films per mm-hmm. episode, like yeah. Barry Jenkins doing a 10 episode series on like adaptation of the Underground Railroad, and that each one of those getting like a uh, 5 million plus or five million plus budget i think or like yeah. something something crazy where each one has the budget of an indie film and you're like right yeah no i think true detective was like yeah. a million an episode for that first yeah. season with woody harrelson that, and matthew mcconaughey you know it's like you know mm. game of thrones was like in, yeah well uh, amazon isn't amazon trying to do a lord of the rings tv show oh yeah They've they been paid like 100 million forever. for the yeah, yeah they pay again you know they're yeah out ridiculous amount of money yeah, and they're filming that in New Zealand, like the same way they filmed the movies. Wow. David Fincher wanted like like 150 million to do a remake of a, a European show. It's really, really dark. But they, he was asking for too much money, so they're like, nah. Mm. But yeah, the yeah the budgets are going crazy. Well, that's the other thing mentioning Fincher is that I think you see a lot of like these old school auteurs go to streaming because they'll pay them a lot of money where studios won't. You know, mm-hmm. like like no one would have paid Scorsese the money to do all that de-aging cgi and make a three and a half hour movie right right people would not have paid to see that in theaters enough to recoup the cost right okay so the lion king 2 simba's pride oh sorry yeah this wasn't a good movie yeah this movie wasn't good well let me ask you well wait (laughs) let me finish the let's break it down why i'm almost done there's no budget or box office to speak of for this right um yeah and it's also not on metacritic we've never had a movie before not on metacritic oh my god i don't know why even the 1964 flop 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 uh bedtime story did have at least three metacritic reviews but i did i so i've got i pulled quotes from the two reviews i could find for this okay one's positive and one's negative there's a positive review for the this. positive review is from karen james at the new york times that um, rag <laughs> this is insane right. she writes it's the rare sequel that matches the creative flair of the original liar the lion king 2 may be derivative but it is winning on its own more than just an excuse for kiera lunchboxes and ponytail holders meanwhile what Stephen, was her name karen james 
<laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> I just want to call her out. <laughs> because uh, I'm... Okay, no, let me not even... Yeah, go on, go on, I'm sorry. Uh, Stephen Witte of Entertainment <laughs> Weekly wrote, Despite its drawbacks, The Lion King 2 could make a decent rental for undemanding under-seven fans of the original okay. who won't be under overburdened by the psychodrama. And for them, hey, Hakuna Matata. Mm. Like most sequels, this isn't really a movie at all. It's a merchandising strategy, mm -hmm. and no one needs to pay money for that. Mm. Wow. Yeah, much more on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that reviewer. And not the first one. Not Karen James. No, she does not deserve a shout out. And I mean, you got, I mean, you know, a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. You, you got you to gotta eat, you know, but yeah. damn. Yeah. I'm not going to I mean, that. you've got that, you've got... Like if presumably if you're a critic at the New York Times, yeah, you're eating. Like, yeah, you don't exactly, have to write. You know, I mean, you don't like, have to like fake that. No, no. Let me just ask you. We've heard what the critics thought, but Ruben, would you say that Lion King Two: Simba's Pride is a flop or a bop? Oh, big flop. Floppier than like oh oh yeah, floppier <laughs> than something very floppy. <laughs> okay, it's floppier so than eloquent. like you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Is this movie a flop or a bop? It's a flop for me. I would, I Trash. would say, genuinely, anyone who likes the first movie should not watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. really upsetting to see some of the characters do the things they do in this movie. This is really like the ghost at a Watchmen of the Lion King universe. Yeah. In that, To Kill a Mockingbird for like fifty years in school, they're like Atticus. Finch, is that his name? Alex yeah, Ross? Alex Finch, Alex Finch was a, a civil rights champion in this era. And then, like, after she's dead, Harper Lee's publisher <laughs> slides out this book and they're like, actually, he's racist. That's what this movie does with almost every character that you loved in the first movie. Yeah, everything through Sim Simba went through in the first. And uh -huh. he was like... It's like it didn't change him at all. It didn't change him at all. He's like, yeah. forget the outlines. Yeah. They're different. Yeah. It's no, messed no, no. up. Emmett, flop or bop? It's a flop. It is a xenophobic, uh, <laughs> racist, and sexist flop. It's sexist. It's straight up straight sexist. Straight up sexist. Yeah. In, the, in like the first minute. The yeah. first joke like, is the like... The first joke is straight up sexist. Well, the first five minutes, we should say, are the last five minutes of the last movie. Uh, it's You start by seeing the last scene again, mm -hmm. but in a much worse animation mm -hmm. style. Yeah. yeah, that's right. What even... And then there's girl panic... And then cut to credits. Girl panic. Can I, can I be like really dramatic and yeah. be like, I want to start a petition to get this off Disney Plus? No, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. We should at least have one of those content warnings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the Song of the South content warning. Like, this yeah, is really yeah. bad. Yeah. And we're sorry we did this to you. <laughs> Disney does not recommend you watch this Disney movie. <laughs> Uh, it's like the Netflix, are you still watching? It's like, are you sure you want to watch? Are you sure you're still watching this movie 10 minutes in? Are you sure you don't want to watch Avengers Age of Ultron? <laughs> Disclaimer, this movie was made by interns. <laughs> yeah, it's a flop. Really, it's just it's just bad all the way through. There's bad animation. Ruben, you were pissed about the bad background animation. Mm -hmm. you care to speak on that for a second? I mean, it was just awful. And I mean, my thing, and part of why, what gets me is, is like, there's a scene where um, Kiara and mm. 
Kovur looking out at the the out, outlands, mm-hmm. the badlands, <laughs> and so it, and they're like they're looking out at it, and it's background art. And like they, they, they zoom in on the background art, and so it's, you really it's get these background see. art. Yes, it's it, things, as you. they zoom in on it, yeah. it's just they've they've taken the actual camera closer to a piece of paper. Exactly, and my and part of what gets me is this is like there's no animation aspect to that. It's genuine, like you can genuinely like draw a good background, right? So right. it's not like. There was like, oh, it cost too much money. They right, just, right. It was like laziness. It was like, like, like what, you know, it was. And something hmm. I noticed in the last movie, which I'm not sure we brought up on the pod last week, was that I think the the cinematography, not just the animation, but the cinematography mm-hmm. of the first mm-hmm. Lion King is really cool. Yeah. There's like cool shot setups within an animated film, which I don't think, I feel like that's kind of on the leading edge of that as an idea. And now, like, yeah. now you have that in like, it's a must in any Pixar movie that it like the framing is cool and like dynamic camera work mm-hmm. or like the illusion of dynamic camera work. Yeah. Uh, that's some animation. Exactly. That's something that's always struck me is like the limitations of physical space. Yeah. And you're saying we're going to shoot this in inside a room and so we have to be all the way on this wall or like cut out this wall put the camera and the thing yeah. whereas with animation you can hit any angle from any type right. of style from any specific and then so they have unlimited creativity with the camera angles and it's still just and it's just uh yeah it's awful yeah it's, it's, like, it's like static frame all mm-hmm. the time people moving across it like bad high school theater production staging of these characters and it's all in the uh, proscenium like box basically yeah no yeah. no yeah i know exactly what you mean it's- yeah raya and the last dragon is really all about that the story is pretty weak but it's like all about cool choreography oh. it's like mostly a fight movie too it's okay. very you saw it Was kung it fu yeah think? i really liked it oh, nice. um i mean i want to be clear like the story is not very good it's okay. yeah, sort yeah. of just tropes tropes Trophy. and cliches yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but i love fight choreography right. and it's like insanely cool fight choreography and they have just done like every cool angle they can think of that you can only do an animation right so that's right. really like sort of an exercise in just exploring the stuff you can do there mm. and also i can't stress this enough she has a sword that turns into a whip oh like ivy from so caliber yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah similar does she have the same outfit Oh, this is a Disney movie. Oh, yes, a Disney movie, bro. We can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Soul Calibur 2 is burnt into my memory. Played an, an insane amount of time I've been on the GameCube. Is that with the, the one Link. with, oh, with yes. Link? Uh, Link? You know, I, yeah. I've got that. We could play that, like, right after this. All right, this. well, yeah, let's get back to the pod, bro. Because okay, I can't so use yeah, exactly. the rest of No, 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 no. Just let me get on that right exactly, now. Exactly, right? I'm about to take this yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> it's been real, y'all. <laughs> You know the one with the gross little skull cod piece? That that one's burned into my mind. Cut that out, bro. Skull cod piece? Cut that out. <laughs> That's not appropriate. Uh, so what else do you need to talk about in this movie? Damn, this movie was bad, yo. <laughs> so I mean, bad. it was from the beginning. Like from the like and that first joke really threw me off. It's a girl. Like what? Yeah, uh, and then you've got um Rafiki. Who Rafiki. in the last movie is like the moral, yeah, sort of spiritual leader of the community, mm-hmm. and he makes these comments that Kiara is growing more beautiful every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. the creepy uncle in this vibe. One. He's also got a scene where he just straight up pushes uh, Zuko and Kiara's faces together. Yeah, he pushes them together so several can, times. Yeah, yeah, so that they can like make out because he's he has decided that it would be good if they were together. And in her big love song solo, she sings, I may not be brave or strong or smart. But I am in love, presumably. <laughs> it's the end of that. 
Yeah. Which she has proven herself to be all those things throughout this movie. And, uh, Did she? Well, not smart. <laughs> she's brave. She's brave at the beginning. She's brave she and strong. Brave I don't know yeah. if she's, I legit don't know if she's smart. I think she's got more <laughs> emotional intelligence than most of the other people in this film, but she straight up walks right past Zuko while he's standing His there and doesn't. Zuko. He eats Zuko. <laughs> I Where are the fan base when you need them? Uh, the, yeah, this movie has huge, but daddy, I love him energy. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. I thought that was, she said daddy way too much. Too many and then times. it just started getting really funny. And then I couldn't get that out of my daddy. I love him. <laughs> she said, He loves me for me. Wait, what about when Timone says, We got to get a beeper for this kid? Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes. For me, it totally took me out mm. of a re- already really bad movie. You can't just like totally ignore the like Eddie Murphy talking about Tic Tacs uh-huh. and Shrek. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm. and they do that actually a couple of times in Shrek, but like, this was just that one, right? Yeah, like, and also Shrek is more irreverent. Shrek is more like aware of what it, it is, right? Exactly. And so it, like has like, more permission like, to do that sort of thing. Like they do have like little cars yeah. and like X Y Z. Like, yeah. but this one, she's like, we just need a beep, and it's just so odd. Yeah, I hope that all the Reddit fans who hate the Last Jedi come for this movie for what it does to Simba after his thing right. in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm. Animation acting is terrible, is a note that I have. Like, they haven't even animated them to convincingly be portraying the emotions they're supposed to be portraying. Yeah. We've got a Chosen One narrative in here. I wrote that yeah, down. So we're firmly in the 90s. Right. Yeah. Firmly in the 90s. He's the um, Chosen One. We've also got a Rogue Outsider, which reminded me a lot of Sarah Palin um, in, <laughs> in Young Kiara. Oh, I also thought this is interesting. This is something that is a, a real thought about this and not just about how much this movie sucks. There's a thing with Simba having banished everybody and like having caused this problem mm-hmm. in the first place by banishing everyone because he's so afraid of them like revolting against him. I because, don't think they ever say why he did it. Because they were loyal to to Scar to Scar in the beginning. Um, now they voted for Scar. This was one of those they voted for Scar things. and now they are now things. they are out. We've got to try and parse out this metaphor. Well I well that's what I'm trying please, to that's yeah, what I'm trying to get continue. into. So I think there's something there with like he has banished this kid and like having banished the kid has kind of like turned the kid into the chosen one. Which is very similar to what happens with, you know, like with Voldemort, you create your own enemy. Mm, um, okay. You, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, it. it's also very much like um, the King Arthur Mordred thing where he like has all of the children killed that were born in a certain year because he's, there's a prophecy that one of them is going to destroy him. Mm. And then like the, the only child that survives is of course the one, the that, one that comes right. to kill him. Right. And like, obviously it's not as extreme in this sense, but that idea, like that purging of, that your enemies and then that one enemy is going to come and the the metaphor in this is weird it's like not really clear where it falls or like what it means wouldn't it be better if kovu had any sort of relationship with scar like if kovu <laughs> looked up to scar or like ever talked about him because it's really just his mom who's the right. one who's always going and, on i mean that was kind of something i didn't get personally where they were like this is scar's chosen heir you know how did scar choose an heir like right when he was born, I guess. Right? What, I guess, I guess when he the... was king, he just picked someone. And well, then wouldn't like... that cub have already been born, and it wouldn't be the same age as Kiara? Do you see what I'm saying? Like Simba gets, like Simba has his kid. No, that's a great point. And then his maybe kid he's supposed is to be five years age. older than her or something. I, but that's even still, it's like hard to. And that's also never like really. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what did this oh, kid? No, this kid never met saying. Scar. This kid, but Scar chose him. This great did he not? It didn't seem like he knew him. It didn't seem like he knew him at all. He never talks about. Him. And yeah. and when he does, he's like, I don't want anything to do with Scar anymore. Yeah. yeah. Whereas uh, the uh, the Zira um, Zira the evil Zira. mother Nuka Nuka is the older brother who loves Scar. Zira is the mom. Okay. Zira, yeah. Um, whereas Zira seemed to be like his wife or something. Yeah. Uh, what I have on this from the behind-the-scenes drama is that the CEO of Disney at the time, Michael Eisner, stepped in at some point in production, I would guess pretty far along, and yeah. said that they had to change it from being Scar's son because of the implication of incest. Because yeah, because he looks just like Scar. Looks just yeah, like Scar. so like, it was like conceived and done a good amount of being, production. As it being Scar's son. With him being Scar's son. I mean, that makes perfect sense because when he looks into the water too, he sees Scar. There's that moment that's very much reminiscent of Simba looking in and uh, seeing his dad in the first one. And honestly, it would have been better if Simba had killed his dad. Like that's yeah, then that's motivation. And if he was a little you're bit older, you're asking a lot out of Disney right now. Man. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're asking a lot I'm not saying of... they should have done it, but I'm saying. And then that it also would have makes been them cousins. Uh, it would make Simba and Kovu cousins. Yeah, that's right. And Kiara right. would be like his second cousin or whatever. They would be actually a generation apart. And so that would be weird. There'd man, be a little age gap count, love man. going on. Well, so you're gonna make it kind of like. Incest and pedophilia? Yeah. Kind of? Wow. <laughs> this is a thing that is like... Wait, is Disney's that, about to hire that, you, bro. Disney's, Disney's about brand. to hire you, bro. They're about to call yeah. you on the phone right that now. Is, but like, that, I mean, Disney is like always doing that weird stuff, though. This is a weird thing that is depicted in the first movie and this movie, but mm-hmm. never commented upon. Yeah. Which is that like in actual lion prides, right, there's right. only one male lion. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the pride is female Mm -hmm. like 10 female and they show this in the first movie that's Mm -hmm. why scar is like separate from the pride and it's Mm -hmm. just mufasa but they never talk about it which means that nala and simba are at least half siblings probably right unless unless they went to the lengths they go to in this movie to say she came from another pride they adopted her and her mom from another pride at some point technically adopted kovu yeah and where they adopt kovu from it doesn't it's make weird. any, it's any weird. Yeah, any right. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, this 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 movie series spawned just the whole generation of furries. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And like, I I had never gotten it. And then like, I watched The Lion King and I watched this movie and I was like, oh, because she yeah. doesn't she like. I remember one vivid scene where like Nala's hitting Simba with some eyes. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, they didn't need to do that. They didn't, but they did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Like, it's one thing to have like Jessica Rabbit. And then there's another thing to do as to these lions. Like, that's all I'm saying. I'll stop there. Lola Bunny from Space Jam. Sorry, I'll stop there. Should we step into the Shakespeare corner for a yeah, minute? Yeah. Calm down a little. Let's pour a little bit of cold water on this with the Shakespeare corner. So this um, supposedly mm-hmm, is yeah. based off of Romeo and Juliet. Uh-huh. Yeah. The one big thing from this that I thought was like made sense of it being adapted from Romeo and Juliet, other than like the very basic trope of like forbidden love from two different families, mm-hmm. was the halfway point being the death of a kind of comic villain, Nuka, Nuka. Yep. who is kind of like a Tybalt <laughs> slash Mercutio stand-in. Also terrible. We need to talk about Nuka. The absolute worst. <laughs> yeah, he was annoying the whole time. He yeah. says, I'll do it for you, mother. <laughs> Norman Bates vibes from this dude. He was so bad. He looks like Adam Driver mixed with Pigpen from Peanuts. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Well, uh, you've also got 
Rafiki, who is sort of playing the father oh, role, the f- or, or the, the, the priest. Friar? Yeah, the friar. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the his title shaman, is. shaman, right? Isn't he a shaman? Yeah, yeah well, in Rafiki this, but... is, but in, in Romeo and Juliet, he's kind of the, oh, he's standing oh. in for the friar in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's kind of I'm... like, I can bring these families together if I can just make them fall in love. Right, right. Go against the rules, you know. Yeah. You've got that. I would say this is actually much more similar to Romeo and Juliet than... Than the other one is to Hamlet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's part of why the first one is better. Because the first one takes, like, source material inspiration and then this, like, but we don't have to hew too close to that. We're going to tell our own story. We're just going to, mm-hmm. you know, and this Well, is he gets like, straight up exiled in this one, too. He does. It really yeah, he, follows the plot. He does have closely. the Banished sort of thing, yeah. too. Yeah. Do you think uh, Lion King one and a half is going to be Midnight Summer's Dream or something? No, it is It is actually um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is a play by Tom Stoppard about the play Hamlet. Oh, okay. So... It's we're, and we will definitely <laughs> we'll, shrug. Yeah, we'll talk like, about it. Okay, it's it's deep. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. The only they do quote Shakespeare in this though, or like make oh, reference to a quote yeah. from Shakespeare in the Pound of Flesh, which is famously yeah. from Merchant of Venice. Uh-huh. Another problematic direct-to-video from a great studio. <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean theme music was straight up. <laughs> In this movie, it was dun, yeah, dun, 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 dun. when the when the water was crashing down. I want to say yeah, and then they bring it again at the back. Yeah, which is that also Hans Zimmer? I gotta look it up. I found YouTube videos talking about this when I googled it. Apparently, it's also in Gladiator. Oh, that apparently same, it's like, the Lion King two, Gladiator, and Pirates of the Caribbean all sort of shared the same, same theme. Same theme. Yeah. It's Gladiator a little different. It's a little different because there's like it is a little different. There's like a warmer, stringier vibe to the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's more tropical. It was Hans. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then Hans Zimmer discovered drone tones and never did anything again except for Christopher Nolan. But this is a thing later, too. I remember it's Doctor Strange and some other movie that he uh-huh. also did that year. Again, share the same sound. Oh, weird. Maybe it's Star Trek or something. But yeah, oh, yeah this is Star a Trek, thing. I would imagine, yeah. Well, he just wrote a theme for Benedict Cumberbatch and couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> He's getting paid, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he, really exactly. might, he might not just yeah. care. That's I mean, what I was thinking. Yeah, his, I name, think care. his name <laughs> gets slapped on a movie and he makes like however many millions of dollars. So, Ruben, who would you say is the uh, protagonist of this film? Um, Wait, how are you always surprised by this question? No, this is a hard one for this movie. My heart says Rafiki, but oh. I know that it is, or rather my, my actual guess would be uh, Kiar. I guess she wants freedom. Okay. That's like an yeah, actual freedom answer. To do what she wants. Yeah, yeah, because she, she that's a big point to her is yeah. like getting away from Simba's uh, yeah, eyes. Doesn't want to be escaping his reach. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is a big theme in this of like him yeah, always her... Timon and Pumbaa after her. And when and, like... she was young, when she was talking to Timon and Pumbaa, she's like, "Being a princess is just half of who I am." And they're yeah. like, what's the other half? And she just was like, oh. Uh-huh. She told him lions aren't supposed to have consciousness. <laughs> that's what I don't know what's happening here. You would not believe this movie. <laughs> there are talking lions in it. Wade, who's the protagonist of this movie and what do Man, they want? Man, I don't know. My instinct is Kiara. Right. But she doesn't really change at all. That's what movie. I was thinking, right? But like Kovu. Though, I mean, Kovu makes a change, but he doesn't feel like a central enough character. Even though they are kind of co-leads. I guess Simba is the other one who makes the change. And this movie is called Simba's Pride, indicating that Simba has to get over his pride. Or do you think that it means that, like, Kiara is his pride, is his pride and joy? Maybe. You know? It's like... 
you know? It could be a reference to Kiara as well. And the or way is, the first one could be too. Or is it about oh, Simba's like pride that. as in like the group that he as builds? As in his ego. Or his ego, Because yeah. at one point he's just, you know, geeking out over nothing. He's just mad over nothing. And just, his ego's going crazy. Like, yeah. what was it when he was... Uh, and she says, you'll never be Mufasa. Damn. Yeah, that's right. He was like, he was just using you to get to me. Which is right, but also like, bro, check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, I feel like it's Kiara, but I couldn't tell you what she wants. Whereas I could tell you what Simba and Kovu want and how they... Yeah, what does Kovu want? If, I you know, think like, everyone if he was in his tribe wants him to kill Simba, but he doesn't He never that. talks about no, it. He, he never, never mentions no, He yeah. just wants to hang with with kiara and learn what fun is yeah learn how to fun play. learn <laughs> fun? how to have fun yeah i wish we would have what gotten a little more fun? of his like evil mm-hmm. girlfriend who has a uh, thing for him like yeah. yeah you know i thought she was an interesting character when she was introduced and she ends up being just kind of like a goon yeah. yeah, and I thought she was gonna have more of an impact on him as well. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, I think there's a like stark a opportunity. I think there's a stark difference between this movie and Lion King, and I think that Lion King is like very clear in who the protagonist is and in what he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like pretty actionable and pretty clear what Simba is doing throughout yeah. that film. That at the same time, all of the side characters in that movie are very vibrant. And like all stick out, and there's several of them that you're like, oh, I, oh, I love Rafiki in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love, the you know, I, you know, I love the hyenas. I love Scar. Yeah. I love, you know, love Timon and Pumbaa in that one. And I do not in this one. You know, yeah. like, well, what's your take on this on protagonist? Oh God, I was trying to escape that question. Uh, <laughs> Slick, but not uh, really. So I think it's probably, I think it's probably Kiara. You know, it's about her. It's about her accepting her role as queen, and like taking over the pride but i think it gets very muddied because she isn't the leader at the end of this film mm-hmm. like it's not and the simba st- still is simba's still the leader so yeah. it's not about her like coming into power in the same way that the first one was about simba coming into power so he doesn't actually complete the circle of life that the first one does complete the mm-hmm. circle you yeah. know and so I think that's part of why it's unsatisfying. I wonder if there's ever a version of this where Simba died a la Mufasa. I think, I feel like he Because of that did. dream sequence kind of gave you that. Oh, yeah. I feel like he should have died in the river at the end. And it could have ended with Kovu and Kiara and Rafiki holding up their kid. Like right, exactly. Decades in the future. Yeah. Oh, Circle of Life vibes. Exactly, exactly. And like, even <laughs> if, even if Simba, beat. like, what if, <laughs> what if Simba had, <laughs> but what if Simba had died? saving Zira instead, you know? And it's really about him overcoming his pride Mm -hmm. and making the big sacrifice that brings everyone back together. She's redeemed by, like, having nearly died and being rescued. Then Kiara and Kiara and Kovu, like, are the new leaders of the pride. Mm -hmm. I think there could be, that could have, I mean, to me, that's a much more interesting arc for everybody. Yeah. Not so, sure. Ruben, who would you say is your MVP? OTK. OTK. Your favorite yeah, other than character. Kiara. Um, I liked his evil girlfriend. I don't remember her name. Yeah, I don't think she... She had, like... She did get she a had, name. She get four different names in this. Uh, she was Vitani. 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 Apparently, she's Nuka and Kovu's sister and Zira's daughter. That just... See, that just... That just asks more questions than right, it answers. Yeah. So, we're... <laughs> So who was her uh, so who was lion their, daddy? Who was their dad? There was no father. Okay. Yeah, I guess his, his evil girlfriend. She didn't okay. even get that much screen time. Oh, it's just I didn't like anybody else, really. Yeah, no, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, I didn't like the bird. Characters. I didn't like Nala Simba. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the, the bird. Yeah, it's, 
No, you know, there was no funny Whoopi Goldberg hyena. Yeah. No, no you know, big L. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait. Can no one? Can, can I put my answer? Be like, no one? Yeah. Yeah, no one. No, no yeah. one. Okay. You guys were my actual answer. All right. <laughs> Wait. Man, I don't know. I was looking at this list <laughs> and I was like, who do I like? And I was like, oh, I kind of like Kiara. <laughs> I was like, she's the one I can't pick. Jeez Louise. Look, I think Nathan Lane is a really good voice actor. And I was reminded watching this, like, that playing Timon, even with this horrible material, like, the jokes in this are so far beneath him. Yeah, yeah they are. And he sure. still manages to sometimes pull them off. Yeah, he's sometimes, and he's really committed to him. I think he's yeah. the most talented voice actor. Yeah. Uh, at least of the original cast returning here. He makes a joke about making a reservation, as if there's restaurants in <laughs> Safari. Yes. Yeah. He also makes the joke about the beeper. He's yeah, it makes really, a joke about a beeper and a reservation. outside the, the walls of this world in a way yeah. the other characters aren't. Yeah. Who's your MVP in it? It's tough because there's no one likable in this film. Yeah, uh, right? I'm like, I don't know. Like, the girlfriend, the weird sister girlfriend is interesting. She's she had a lot of potential. She seems interesting. Like, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. but it ends up The being... mom is... Zira. Like, Zira is not. She actually even ended up being good. a snitch, too, oh, yeah, now that I think about no, it. Oh, yeah. She sure did run in snitch on Kovu. Wait a minute. Here's the picture of the woman who played the mom, Susanna Pleshett. She just looks like an icon here. She does look like an icon here. Yeah, let's give it to her. <laughs> Suzanne Pleshett. Uh, yeah, you, you, you look iconic. Uh, the fit is great. That is a good fit, and her hair does look good. Yeah. She does have a very iconic look. Yeah, I, she does. I can't she does. That. I can't I'm sure she was, like, 80 when she did this movie, too. <laughs> like, cause that, movie, that picture looks like it's from the 1950s. No. Uh, uh, 60. She was 60. No one. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah. Y'all for, for sticking with us and watching it. Maybe Laura for watching this and not even getting to dish on that's it That's why on the I podcast. did assume she was, yeah. That's why I, so I was like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I guess she suffered for no reason, huh? <laughs> okay. Okay, y'all. Just a couple more questions to get through here. And then we can go play some Soul Calibur. What was your favorite song in this movie? Deception. <laughs> Disgrace! <laughs> Deception! Disgrace! <laughs> okay, here, here's the list. We've got He Lives in You. Oh, yeah. We Are One. Mm-hmm. My Lullaby, which is the villain song. Up Endy, which is the love ballad. Well, no, it's really the, the Kiss the Girl style. Yeah, the Kiss the Girl Rafiki. Yeah, he's playing Sebastian, yeah, the crab, yeah, with really the Jamaican is. accent, yeah. Kiss the Girl, smushing them together and yeah. everything. One of Us... Which is Deception Disgrace. And Love Will Find a Way, which is sort of the 90s love ballad that they've tacked onto this. Love Will Find a Way. Uh, That's I am not strong or smart or a good character, but I am in love. I feel, therefore I am. (laughs) Uh, Love will break through boundaries, sometimes violently, sometimes catastrophically, but... Uh, love will find a way. Uh, what was your favorite song? No, favorite I, that song? was my. Oh, what was it? Like um, Which one was one? the uh, one of us? One of us. Oh, yes, yeah. that was. It was. Yeah. dude. I'm gonna sample that, that for a track great. in the future. Yeah. yeah, deception. Wait. Um. Yeah, it's also one of us. It's the best <laughs> one on there. Yeah. Uh, I wish Simba had a solo in it. It feels like it's building to that. Yeah. Uh, the the other one I kind of liked. We are one, which is the song Simba sings mm. to Kiara. Yes. That was the only other one that I kind of like. That I was thought... my choice when I heard it, but then I heard. Mm-hmm. I really liked really. the beginning of He Lives in You. 
Uh, yeah. But then it gave me major Christian rock vibes, so I was out later. <laughs> later on, when I heard the lyrics, I was like, eh, maybe not. Uh, oh, you know yeah. What I, mean? like, I do know exactly you, what you mean. He lives in me. And, like, there's a lot of, like, the sweet love of Jesus entering these lions in this movie. It's pretty messed up. I think there's some sweet love, but I'm yeah, not sure if it's of Jesus, Jesus variety. Right. Drop those no, when the sun comes words. down and touches Simba's face and he oh, forgets. Yeah, that's weird. That part is so weird. But it's, wasn't that, he wasn't he talking to Mufasa? He talking to Mufasa. But Mufasa is much more, like, an active presence in this movie than he was in the last one. Yeah. Yeah, right? He was, yeah, he's Rafiki those, like, was straight up talking dust. to him. He was, he was like, he's got the wind. Yeah. Just, so, what's yours, Emmett? Also, one of us. Yeah. One of us. I mean, we all started <laughs> acting. <laughs> Deception. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I've got a little bit of behind the scenes drama okay, that we haven't okay. yet covered. Not much. But uh, in January 95, right after, so I guess six months after the first movie came out, mm-hmm. they said that they were going to have a direct video sequel out in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. But I guess they ended up deciding to take their time with it. Oh, good. <laughs> this is what happened. This was them taking their time? Now, this was four years after the original movie. Four years? Yeah. Which I think is really notable. All of the cast comes back except for uh, Zazu, mm-hmm. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the f- the first choices were Sarah Jessica Parker and Jennifer Aniston for Kiara. Wow. 94. But it ended up going to Neve Campbell, who's the lead in the Scream movies. Oh, have you ever oh. seen Scream? I saw the first one, but mm. it's been yeah. a hot minute. I've seen the scary, the original scary movie more recently, mm. where they parody Scream. Was it good? Oh, the first scary movie yeah. was really good. Mm. It was fantastic. I need to watch. Like, that's interesting because Scream is also kind of a parody of horror. Movies. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and so I think that's one of the reasons. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why, they, and that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Like one of the opening jokes is like she's running away from the Scream dude, uh-huh. and she comes across this table, and it's like pick your weapon, and there's like a knife, a gun, and like a grenade, and then a banana. She grabs the banana. And she's like ah, and runs away. <laughs> you know, very silly stuff. That's funny. I think probably a lot of our listeners may have not seen Scream, but I think they would really enjoy it if they checked it out. Yeah. There's five of There's a lot. There's a lot. There's of four. There's four? There's four, and there's a fifth one coming out next year. Ah, there it is. Okay, I was going to say it, right? I'm trying to swore. Lebo M mm-hmm. is a South African musician. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's singing on the first, the original Lion King soundtrack, mm-hmm. but he doesn't write the music for it. But the year after the Lion King comes out, he puts out an album called Rhythm of the Pride Lands. Mm-hmm. Like original songs he wrote inspired by the Lion King. And that includes the song He Lives in You, uh, which then gets put into the musical, which is 97, I want to say, this film in 98, and also into the remake. Um, and this guy uh, also works on the soundtracks and sort of the scores for all for everything that comes after. Wow. That's just like a little connection. Cool. Even though we don't have um, Elton John and Tim Rice coming back to write these songs. <laughs> Disney thought this movie was going to be so popular that they shipped 13 million copies of it on release day, Ooh. which ended up being an overestimate. But by 2001, so I guess in the span of three years, it sold 15 million copies and was one of the highest selling VHSs. Well. Of all time. Wow. Of all time. The studio head, Jeffrey Katzenberg, was so bullish about making all of these direct-to-video sequels to every movie and all these tie-in TV shows and these McDonald's toys and stuff Mm. that it was what made them a ton of money, but also sort of what leads to the end of the Disney renaissance because you've just got this oversaturation. You've just glutted people with terrible films. 
It's pretty wild. Like, imagine if after Frozen, Uh because, like, Frozen was as big as The Lion King, right? Yeah. They had been, like, okay. It's certainly unadjusted for inflation bigger. Oh, yeah. Um, But Lion King made a billion back in 94. Did it? Yeah. Or is that, like, up till now? No, that was that was theatrical box office. Was like nine hundred sixty million. What? It was like and they, it was and like six hundred million more than anything else made that year. And then, and then they spent nine hundred and sixty dollars on the sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. What's Imagine if they had put uh, Frozen Two straight to YouTube. That's what this is. Thank you. There you go. It's not direct to streaming. It's direct to YouTube movies. <laughs> right, so is YouTube, the... YouTube original. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube original. original movies. Yeah. Oh man. God, wow. we would be lucky. I had to no get a idea the Lion King was YouTube. so big. Although I guess it makes sense. Uh, this is the last thing. So there's a modern cartoon. I think it came out in 2015 called The Lion Guard. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard a lot about this. All right, this TV show. There's three seasons, and it's about Kion who is the second-born child of Simba and Nala. He's their son, and there's a whole TV show about him that's a modern TV show. Kiara's little brother. Yes, Kiara's little brother. Okay. It takes place between one and two. Wait, so then where was he for this movie? So the finale, the series finale Uh of The Lion Guard is like a TV movie that explains where all of those characters were while Uh, this movie is happening. happens concurrently with this movie. And they explain all of that stuff. They were really like, we got to retcon the retcon. Yeah, exactly. That's it exactly like, what that was. For real. Like, it was retcon of the Jedi 3. It here. took them 20 years to watch the second movie that they even made. Disney didn't even watch it. And then when they finally saw it, they were like, oh, wait a minute. This doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> and then they were like, we have to like fix this somehow, right? Or yeah. no? Or Okay, let's wrap this bad right, boy up. Let's wrap this bad boy um, up. I well, have, okay, no, Ruben, wait, wait, what? Uh... They made a joke that I didn't understand that Timon uh-huh. and Pumbaa about the bugs and they refer to it as the other white meat. Oh, I can explain this. Okay, yeah. Okay, so chicken yeah. is con- considered white meat, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, as opposed to pork and beef, which are considered red meats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the joke about the joke there is that pig is like pork is considered to be the other white meat because it's a lighter red meat. Mm, okay. And okay. so then they're saying, oh, bugs are the other white meat. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But um, the rapper, MF Doom, may he rest in peace. That's um, literally what I was thinking of. He, right. like, talks about the yeah, other, other white yeah, meat. Yeah, exactly. Which it's is people. Other, which yeah, is people because people taste like pork. That's the whole thing. And, like, so many layers That was where it. I went immediately was the MF Doom line. Yeah. And I was like, the other, other white meat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? And, and I was like, he can't be making that joke. Oh, this is a kids' movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, all right, no, that make, that's a lot more uh, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Also, my my personal final note is is we shouldn't glamorize dangerous, super dangerous animals like lions, rhinos, and yeah. hippos because they're really dangerous and yeah, people and are people like lion all the time. I yeah. mean, apparently hippos are like they look comical, but they kill people all the time. Yeah. And you know, you got like singing rhinos and like dancing little hippos, and I was like, those are dangerous animals. Those dangerous animals. You wouldn't turn a gun into an animation and then have it like well, anyways, well wow. dramatic. You wouldn't well, steal a car. You wouldn't. <laughs> okay, so just to, to wrap this up, we've got a little quiz. Right. It's called The Main Event. I have 10 lions from pop culture. Okay. And I'm just going to give you hints and try to get you to guess who these 10 lions are. None of them are from the series The Lion King. Okay. Almost all of them are actually lions. Some of them are people with lion-related names. 
Okay. But most of them are, are okay. real lions. Okay. All right. First up on this quiz, this lion is from a pretty old children's book series. Aslan. That is correct. Am I? Is this like a this contest? Is not oh, I this was is, like, you're, you're collaborating. We're to collaborating. Try and, to try and you you beat got the that quiz. so quick. This is the alter ego of a famous musician. Snoop Line. Correct. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Snoop Line album is really good. This next. His reggae album is really good. What about, wait, was you it Snoopzilla after that? There was Snoopzilla Yeah, that, that was like yeah. the funk period. Right? Yeah, but I think he's done. I think he's Snoop. I think he's really he's, stuff. He's, yeah, he's done. This next lion is also from another animated film. This movie... Madagascar? That's what I was... Yeah. Was yes, do you remember that name. lion's name? Uh, does, Alex the Lion? That is correct. <gasps> I directed wow. Madagascar Junior one I was, summer. So I was going to say Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't know that. This is Chris that, Rock, that? right? Wasn't he? <laughs> uh, this next lion is perhaps the most widely viewed lion of all time. The MGM lion? That is correct. Wow. That was a Uh, good pull. Yeah, that was a good pull. This next lion is also from an animated film. It's an animated film that we discussed earlier in the episode. And this lion is also playing a historical figure. We discussed the film earlier in the episode? Mm -hmm. Is it another straight-to-DVD? It is not. Is it a Disney movie? It is a Disney movie. Okay, playing a historical figure. The lion is like as a character. Oh, is... Robin Hood! The lion from Robin Hood, King Richard, isn't King? He plays the, the the king from Robin Hood, right? Is a lion, isn't it? That is a character later on down in this list. Oh. <laughs> Richard Richard Lionheart, the <laughs> Richard historical Li- figure. Lion, okay. Richard the lion. Yeah. This is actually a different character from that oh, same movie. That, from that movie that I was thinking of in this. Oh, in this, on a this different question. lion. Can I dial a friend? Yeah. I don't know what Kelly's up to. <laughs> I don't know what Kelly's doing. I was about to Is ask her. Is it like a jester or any something? Other lions no, it's, it's He his... plays a historical figure. Okay, I'll give you a huge hint. It is the younger brother of Richard Lionheart. I'm not as I haven't seen yet. Robin Hood in a hot minute. I'm sure the Cowardly Lion is one of those, by the way. But, um... <laughs> mm, Putting numbers on the board. Damn. I don't know. All right. I, I, yeah, it's from it Robin Hood, right? Prince John... <laughs> Uh, the phony king of England, mm-hmm. uh, who's played by a, a lion without a mane in that film. So Disney once again coding the villain as either queer or female in a male, like pretending to be male yeah. hmm. uh, in a weird sort of yeah, way. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Disney's kind of weird. Okay, so the next one is also from a famous book series, an adaptation of a famous book series. Okay. As opposed to a lion playing a person, this was a person playing a lion. Wait, in in universe? In, no, in the in the movie, in there's the movie. a person in uh, lion makeup playing a lion. Is it the Wizard of Oz, the Cowardly Lion? It is the Cowardly Lion from the Wizard of Oz. Nice. This next one you're never going to get, and I put it on this list just because I think it will make you laugh when you find out who it is. Okay. This lion was famous in the 1970s for begetting lots of lion cubs. This was a real lion. A real, actual lion in a zoo. (laughs) Famous for begetting lots of lion cubs Mm -hmm. uh, on multiple lionesses. Mm -hmm. So famous for this that there was a movie made about this lion and his secret. He he shares a name with a famous psychiatrist. Um, Sigmund? No. A famous, also fictional psychiatrist. (laughs) 
What a f- um, um, I don't know any fictional famous psychiatrists other than the one from The Sopranos, Dr. Melfi. Is Secondhand Lions on this list? Secondhand Lions is not on this list, although I wish it was. <laughs> His little secret. Yeah. Little okay. Secret. You're never going to okay, get it. What yeah, is yeah, yeah. Frasier the Sensuous Lion. <gasps> wow. wow. Frasier was a psychiatrist. Yeah, I would not have to. Yeah. As All Ruben right. would say, mm. Big L. Big, Big L. L, yeah, Big L on us. The next one on this list is from a famous animated series. Was the okay. leader of a fam- famous animated superhero group. An animal superhero group? An animal animated superhero group. I think I want to say 80s and 90s is the era for this. Oh, is it the Thundercats? <gasps> wow. It is, but you have to pick the name of the leader. Oh. oh Trevor? Dang, dang. No, it's not Trevor. It's, um... I remember watching the remake. They remade it. They remade the show. You know what I'm talking about? They like redid the Thunder. And I remember loving that remake. Yeah. It's easier than you think it is. This name is easier to guess than you believe. Thunder? No. Uh, Alex Thunder? Lionel? Very close. Leo? Very, also pretty close. His name is Mr. Lion. (laughs) No, no, like uh, Lionel. um, Leonard? Are you ready to? Yeah. Leon? Leon! Y'all are so close. It's Lion O. Lion O. Lion Dash O. All right, this is the last one. This is the last one. Number 10. Panther O, too. How did I not think of that? This one is from a famous animated Christmas special. This lion is also a Lion King. This lion rules. This is a standalone Christmas special. It's not based on anything. I mean, it is based... It's like a movie series. It, but it's a, it's based on something, but it's a standalone special. Okay. Is it based on a TV show? No, it's not It's not based on a TV show. It's based on an old story. Okay. But it's a standalone, like, TV Christmas special. But it's not Peanuts. It's not Peanuts. It's not The Grinch. It's not The Grinch. Thinking of famous Christmas specials. Think... Heat Miser. Oh, you're getting closer. Is it in that, like, claymation? It is in that claymation vibe. Okay. This is perhaps from the most famous of those claymation movies. Oh, is the, it the one, the Island of Misfit Toys? It is the ruler of the Island wow. of Misfit Toys. Dude, you're coming in so close. I did not know a lot of these. You Do you really... know, Ruben? Do you know no, who this I, guy I, is? No, I have no idea. The Rudolph. Um... You, I mean, you've you've got the character. You just don't have the name, right? Yeah, I don't know. His name is no... King of Moon Racer. The I never flying, that. The winged lion with the crown. Wow. And that concludes the main event. <laughs> I think you guys did, on the whole, better than you did worse. So congratulations yeah, to you. You have won the yeah. game. Mm. Uh, Ruben, is, before we go, is there anywhere that the people can hear your lovely voice, uh, see your movie criticisms? Oh, yeah. I have a letterboxed. It's <laughs> Ruby Tuesday and a bunch of numbers. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, numbers can't be inappropriate. Right. Well, I mean, well, like it's Ruby Tuesday 69420 is not inappropriate. <laughs> Those are just numbers. What, I that's don't know what, what they mean. That's what, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ruby Tuesday 69420 on Letterboxd. All right. I write uh, some interesting reviews, I think. <laughs> well, we talk some interesting reviews, we think. So <laughs> we're all in the same business here. Thank you so much. Yes. For thank being you with so us. much, Ruben. Oh, my it bad. Really it's, Ruby, in- it's actually Ruby Diamond. 69. Ruby Diamond 69420. Yes, yes. Ruben, thank you so much for being with us. Thank You're you for really having coming me. in. I yeah, can't imagine awesome. anyone else who would have watched this movie with us. Y'all definitely tricked me, but you know, it's all right. <laughs> I want to say I did not know how bad this was going to be. I could not have imagined it would have been this bad. No. 
And I was um, scared. I was scared going in that it was going to be bad, and I still didn't think it was going to be this bad. <laughs> I kind of, I did. I, I was like, I mean, you know, there were very few good of the sequels. You know, I'll have a good time with y'all, with you yeah. guys. You know, so you accepted it with grace. You, yeah. mm. you did not react poorly to the quality of this movie. Oh no! I mean, like, like I said, I mean, like, if 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 you guys were like, watch this alone, make notes, right, and then come back to us, right. I would have been much, significantly more like. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. being able to be with you guys while well uh thank you so much for listening we will be back next week when we discuss the lion king one and a half mm-hmm. let's pray for better times we'll pray for better times well couldn't be better times but better movie yes okay yeah, love you guys you. Bye. bye stay frosted <laughs>Cinemabums is a production of DKG Podcast. It is created and produced by Wade Lawrence Holloman and me, Emmett Temple. Wade also edits and mixes this podcast. Our theme music is by Zane Holloman, who you can find on Bandcamp, and our show art is by Autumn Beckner. Our social media is managed by Laura Bennett. If you like what you hear, please tell all your friends and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, the two best ways to spread the word about our work. You can also follow us on Instagram at cinemabums or email us at cinemabumspod at gmail.com. Don't flake on us. We'll be back next week.